Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, which features the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. Monetary policy is the process by which the monetary authority of a country controls the supply of money, often targeting an inflation rate to ensure price stability in the economy. Further goals of a monetary policy are usually to contribute to economic growth and stability, as well as to lower unemployment. Singapore has adopted an exchange rate-centred monetary policy framework since 1981, which has played a key role in the development of the country's economy. In this podcast, SMU's School of Economics professor Chao Hui Kwan, who researches in the areas of monetary economics, macroeconomics and econometrics, shares with us the reasons behind Singapore's adoption of the exchange rate-centred monetary policy framework and some key challenges policymakers face in implementing Singapore's monetary policy. Professor, could you share with us why has Singapore adopted the exchange rate-centred monetary policy framework? Since 1981, Singapore has adopted a unique monetary policy framework. By convention, most countries use the benchmark interest rate, but we use the exchange rate as a monetary policy instrument. This is because the exchange rate plays a key role in Singapore, reflecting the small and open nature of our economy. Indeed, Singapore is extremely open to both trade and capital flows. Besides, Singapore is highly susceptible to imported inflation, since domestic prices are closely linked to world prices through massive imports. Hence, it is not surprising that the exchange rate can serve as an effective tool to stabilise output and inflation in Singapore. By contrast, Singapore is in a sense too small to control its domestic interest rate. Allowing interest rate in Singapore to deviate from world interest rates will induce huge capital flows. Hence, domestic interest rate is tied to the world's major interest rates. How has this policy framework helped Singapore's economic growth? Our past track record reveals that this policy framework has been highly successful in achieving a sustainable and non-inflationary growth in Singapore. The Monetary Authority of Singapore, or MAS, manages the Singapore dollar to target its equilibrium value, which is the level appropriate for Singapore's long-term economic fundamentals. This level is allowed to adjust gradually over time. Even though Singapore is an export-dependent country, we did not maintain Singapore dollar at an artificially low value in order to safeguard our export competitiveness. Rather, the Sing dollar has been appreciating against its major trading partners over the past decades. This strong Sing dollar policy has the advantage of pushing our companies towards higher value-added industries so that our exports become more technology, skill and capital intensive. Without doubt, this has been helpful for our economic development. In addition, the strong Sing dollar leads to a non-inflationary environment that provides a stable environment for households and firms to operate, retains the purchasing power of our currency 
and value of our savings and enhances Singapore's attractiveness as a location for long-term investment and financial transactions, all of which are conducive to our economic growth. The MAS monitors the value of the Singapore dollar in terms of a basket of currencies and uses a prescribed policy band in its monetary policy operations in which the Singapore dollar is allowed to float within the band. Can you explain under what conditions have the MAS found it necessary to intervene to maintain stability of the exchange rate? To allow for short-term market fluctuations, the exchange rate is allowed to float within an undisclosed policy band. However, when the sing dollar approaches or exceeds the limits of the band, the MAS may decide to intervene in the foreign exchange market to defend the band. This is to prevent the sing dollar from overshooting, that is, becoming overvalued or undervalued, thereby maintaining the stability of the currency. Over the past decades, the volatility of quarterly changes in the Sing dollar US dollar bilateral rates was about three times lower than the average corresponding values for major currencies like the Euro, Swiss franc, UK pound, and the Japanese yen. It is important to note, however, that rigidity in exchange rates often leads to speculative attacks. So, when there is increased uncertainty in the external environment, such as during the Asian financial crisis, the boundaries of the band are widened substantially. This allows greater flexibility in managing the currency. Narrower bands are restored when volatility in the financial markets subsides. What are some key elements necessary for Singapore's monetary policy to be credible? For credible implementation of monetary policy, the MAS needs to have an accurate assessment of the equilibrium value of the Sing dollar, as well as the latitude to enforce the policy ban. The equilibrium level of the currency can be estimated by applying econometric models to data. The MAS uses a number of models, as well as qualitative assessment, to forecast economic conditions so as to ascertain whether it is appropriate to tighten or loosen the monetary policy stance. This is normally carried out twice a year, and the policy stance is announced through a monetary policy statement. In addition, MAS publishes its assessments of current and future economic conditions in the Macroeconomic Review. It is also pertinent to have large foreign exchange reserves ready for use to defend the currency. The Sing dollar is more than fully backed by foreign reserves, and this helps to deter speculators from attacking the currency. When market participants are convinced that the MAS has sufficient foreign reserves to intervene in the foreign exchange markets and that it is committed to enforcing the ban, they will tend to keep within the ban themselves. This actually reduces the need for frequent interventions by MAS. Looking ahead, what do you foresee to be key challenges that policymakers could face in terms of implementing Singapore's monetary policy? We mentioned earlier how targeting the exchange rate can manage inflationary pressures when imported inflation plays a role. 
Conversely, targeting the exchange rate becomes less effective in managing inflation when domestic costs become more important. As Singapore reduces the intake of low-productivity foreign workers, there will be a tightening of the labour market and a rise in wages. This may lead to slower growth and an increase in inflation until productivity improvements set in. Consequently, monetary policy becomes more difficult as the MAS has to steer between maintaining low inflation and not jeopardising the restructuring process. A second challenge is on the use of unorthodox cost-cutting measures to complement monetary policy. During past major economic downturns, the monetary policy easing is often accompanied by wage cuts, achieved through the lowering of employers' CPF contribution rate. Such cost-cutting measures alleviate the need for a huge depreciation of the Sing dollar when the economy is hit by negative external shocks. Going forward, an ageing population means an increased use of CPF fund as retirement income, rendering such CPF cuts less feasible. This means greater adjustments in the currency value is needed in order to preserve Singapore's international competitiveness. In summary, monetary policy will continue to require the support of flexible factor markets and strong institutions. Thank you, Professor. Thank you. Thank you.